Recorded live. Father, I pray that they'd 
be uh, refreshed and awakened in a new strength by the Lord Jesus Christ and power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, folks, as Brother David reads this Psalm 45, I'm not going to stop and make a bunch of long-winded comments about it. I do that enough when I'm teaching the subject. I want you to remember in your minds what I've taught you and what I keep making reference back to in the Song of Solomon, what I make reference to in Revelations 22 and in the book of Ephesians and in the Gospels where the Lord himself is making reference to this thing, this subject of the difference in the bride and bridegroom as compared to the others. I want you to listen as Brother David reads this, and may the Holy Spirit show you what he's shown us. That's my prayer. Brother David, go ahead and read Psalm 45. Certainly. Uh, Psalm 45, verse 1. To the chief musician upon Shoshanim, for the sons of Korah, Maskil, a song of love. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which I have made, touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore, God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy Upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with the glory and thy majesty. And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of a fur. Hearken, O daughter, and consider, and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. <laughs> so shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is the Lord. And worship thou him. And the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions, that follow her shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. <laughs> I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee Forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Just excuse me while I run around the apartment complex a few times. That is so fantastic, brother. I'm, I, I, whoa, wow, whoa. I can't get over how great that is, brother. Uh, man, hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to go back and teach that chapter for too long, brother. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make this one comment on verse 14. <laughs> yeah. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. Yep. The virgins, her companion, that follow her, shall be brought unto her. Man. This uh, raiment of needlework, when you look it up, it's actually multicolored. Yep. It's a multicolored robe or garment like Amen. Joseph. That's right. The, the coat of many colors, brother. Yes, the coat of many colors. <laughs> I love it. I love this book. I love this book, folks. 
Until you fall in love with him, you won't ever fall in love with this book. Okay? you got to be in love with him to love this book. That's just the way it is. You, whether you like it or not, that's the way it is. Anyway, Luke chapter 24, brother. Okay. Whoa, I love it. Mm. Brother, I'm telling you, I wrote that email. I barely could write that email back to you after I went through that about the third time, brother. It was, that, that's something else. That praise is, the Lord, yeah. Yes, brother, Hallelujah. praise the Lord. Absolutely. Well, if you don't mind, tell us what it is that you're getting out of it that's so wonderful. You didn't really ad-lib much on that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I thought I started off by saying I wasn't going to. <laughs> right, well, so not even after the fact you're not going to. <laughs> okay, well, my, my my bad. I thought that after the fact, after he read it, that you would. When you read Song of Solomon, uh, the verses that pertain to the bride there, and with this, it just meshes right together. Like someone putting their hands together in prayer. It's... um. Like I said, I went here. I go. I said I wasn't going. Uh, it's it's it just it confirms everything. And there's more passages in the scripture like this. The Lord will show them if people look for them. That just sets the bride apart from the bridesmaids, from the friends of the bridegroom, from the best man, from the concubines, from all the others. It sets the remnant elect, the bride of Christ completely and solely apart as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ separate from everybody else. That's what it does. It put the scriptures are all put together, makes and I and we went through them a million times. <laughs> and I'll go through them again. Well I'm gonna go back and we'll go through this thing verse by verse when uh maybe next week, so maybe next Friday night we'll just go through this one chapter and go through all the verses again that go along with it. But this verse is totally separate from national Israel. This is the bride of Christ. That's what he's talking about. Is this, you want me to keep on, brother, or you want to go? No, listen? no, no, no. You're fine. Thank you. Thank okay, you. you're more than welcome, brother. Okay, Luke chapter 24. Let, before we get started in this, we went through in chapter 23, just a little refresher, and went through the passions of the Lord, like in all the other Gospels, and like I told you when we started in uh, in the Gospels in Matthew, there's not an overabundance of information on the passions of Christ, and that's because simply because the Lord gives you enough to get by on, but he's not going to glorify the death and the punishment and torture of his son any any more than he has to, period. He's just not going to do it. And it was no different in Luke than it was in Mark and the way it was in Matthew. And we'll find out the same thing when we go through the Gospel of John. But as a room, in in Luke chapter 23, I will remind you again, go back and just um, scroll through it yourself, and you'll notice that the Lord only says a few things. I tell you what, just just go back there, twenty three, brother and uh, brother Dave, and let's just hit on the red letters, okay? Let's just okay. just hit on them. I'm not going to make no comment, but this, y'all go back and study these out in comparison with the other gospels. And remember what I taught you now. Remember what I said about don't never forget the the prayer that God the prayer that God answered that He's going to pray in here. So go ahead, brother. Just go through those those red letters in here in chapter twenty three. Okay, in verse 3, thou sayest it. Yeah, that's what he was accused to be in the king of the Jews, okay? Go ahead. And then in verse 28, daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, 
what shall be done in the dry. Amen. Verse 34. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Verse 43. Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Verse 46. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. That was it. Amen. Amen. Now, chapter 24, <laughs> this this chapter is jam-packed, folks. I'm not uh, I'm not going to try to spend all night on it. I've been back to Luke chapter 24 probably more than uh, just about any other chapter we've went through in three years. I've been back and forth to here so many times because it's so jam-packed. So I'll try not to spend that much time in it tonight. I said try, operative word being tried. Brother David, if you would begin in verse 1. Certainly. Luke 24, verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. All right, stop right there. Folks, there's a book I've made reference to before. The name of the book, it's writ- it was written by, uh, he was an atheist lawyer. His last name is um, Morrison, I believe. Yeah, it's Morrison. And he wrote a book called Who Rolled the Stone Away? He started out to disprove the resurrection. He was a lawyer from up north. And that is one of the most detailed books with historical references and everything you could imagine. And he's a, he became a Christian, all right? Because that's the most established fact according to him, and of course according to a Christian and the Word of God, the established fact that that stone was rolled away and that body was gone and there was a resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now outside of the Bible, that is a good book. I recommend it to all y'all, okay, because it's got a lot of historical data and stuff that he tried to track down and track down and tried to disprove the resurrection, he couldn't do it. He could not do it. Anyway, continue on, Brother David. Verse 4, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Just a second, Brother. Can just <laughs> Let's go back and look at verse 3. I can't get the Lord's drawing me back there. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Do you realize, folks, what that that one verse right there, what did that implicate, what it means? It brings you eternal life. It turns the whole world upside down. It brings forth the most popular man that turned the whole world upside down and still is to a degree amongst his true people. Whether for good or bad, see, it's a two-edged sword. Eternal life, because that body was not there, you and I can live. You and I can never feel, we don't have to ever fear death again. Ever. He defeated it. And it's simple, those simple words, it, it's just it's just fantastic. Go ahead, Brother David. Verse 4, And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Oh, man. Why seek ye the living among the dead? People do it all the time. Not in the sense they're talking about specifically. Why would you even want to even associate yourself with a bunch of dead, with a bunch of corpses running around out there when you, born again child of God, are the only one alive? They're dead in trespasses and sin. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Okay? That's a good preaching verse right there. It's been used by many, many, many preachers. Charles Haddon Spurgeon had a famous sermon, Why Seek Ye the Living Among the Dead? 
any preacher worth his salt's got a sermon on that verse right there. Go ahead, Brother David. Verse 6. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee? You see, you see what's going on here? They're not. They're still wondering. Now, the Lord's been with these folks for three and a half years. And he's talked to them, he's looked at them, he's sat down, he's ate with them, he's slept with them, he's, he's camped out with them, they've, they've been in trouble together, they've had good times together, he, they've watched him heal the sick, raise the dead, then, and he's done told them over and over and over again exactly what's going to happen. Just like, like me, reading that verse, chapter 45, over and over and over again. I hadn't seen it yet. It hadn't jumped out at me yet. It hadn't, it just like it's going to tell you in just a minute, when those things do jump out of you, it tells you who does it. You're not going to do it on your own. It doesn't come to you on your own. Don't that just, if, if you're full of pride and you think you're something, don't that just eat at you? Don't that just grind you up? If you think you're so cocky and you got it together and you hear that, that just eats you up, don't it? For me to sit here and tell you that you can't understand anything except the Spirit of God show it to you. I don't care if you go through it 5,000 times. Till the Lord opens your eyes, your eyes will not be opened. Can I hear an amen? Amen. There we go. Continue on, Brother David. I was wishing there were some angels like that at about half the churches there on Sunday morning. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. He's not here. <laughs> That's right. You know, believe, oh, I believe in Jesus. Which Jesus you believe in? The one hanging on a, on the cross or the the empty the empty tomb? See, because there's a bunch of folks believing the one hanging on the cross. Catholic Church is big about that dead Jesus. Yes. See, they big about eat in, uh, they big about every weekend or every time they have one of them messes eating the corpse and drinking the blood of that dead Jesus. Yes. But see, it's not the dead Jesus we worship. It's the risen Savior. It's the risen Savior is the reason that you and I live. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Verse 7, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Oh, I missed uh, verse 6, sorry. He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was in, yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. Watch verse 8. And they remembered his word. <laughs> oh, yes. Continue on, brother. And returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Can't you just hear those guys? They're sitting around their best friend. Their best friend is, is, has been crucified, and they're mourning, and here comes a bunch of women. Can't you just hear what they thought? Get, get out of here with your fairy tales. Yeah, you've you been dreaming dreams or something. Come on, Mary Magdalene. What, you, you think we're going to believe you? After what all you used to do? Come on, give me a break. I mean, come on, make it real, folks. Make the Word of God come alive to yourself. All right? Yeah, that's what he said. That does idle talk. You know what goes along with idle talk, don't you? Continue on, Brother David. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher, and stooping down... He beheld the linen cloths laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. You better run down there, Pete, because you're the one that denied him three times. And he told you he was going to do it. 
And you're the one that let out that long string of cuss words saying you didn't know the guy. You're the one that said, I'll die with you, Lord. No, I'll never, never deny you. Old Pete runs down there. Yeah, you better, Pete. You done went and got it over with, got repented now. You 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 really wondering now on the inside. Verse 13, brother. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. Okay, now we're on the road to Emmaus, a road to Emmaus, and then we're gonna we're gonna see one of the one of the facilities the Lord uses during this period of time after His resurrection. Thing, one of the things He employs, okay, and it's He can change His looks any way He wants to. See. Here he's walking with Cleophas, and I don't know what the other man's name is. And Brother David's fixing to read what all goes on. But their eyes are shut. He is, he is withholding himself from them being able to recognize him. Keep that in mind as we go on down through here. Go ahead, Brother David. Verse 14, And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that... While they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deeds and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he who would, who, which should have redeemed Israel. And ah, they're looking for national salvation. And it was planned. They weren't wrong. They were, they were, they were expecting what was supposed to happen. Nationally. Don't forget that. That's important you understand that. As we go forward in Bible studies, that that was the that was the immediate plan. What some people tried to tell you today was completely carried out, which is a bold-faced lie, a mis a total misunderstanding of Scripture. And Lord willing, I'll show you that. Continue on, brother. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them, which were with us, went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto Whoa, 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 just a minute. I want to... <laughs> Watch what the risen Lord says to these two people. Remember back in Matthew chapter 4, 5, and 6, when the Lord said, If you call any man a fool, you're in danger of hellfire. Watch what comes out of the Lord's mouth to these people. Go ahead, brother. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ha, hey, folks, yeah, you know, you better jump on board the changing. All right. You try to hang in there with, Who's the same yesterday, today, and forever? You hang in there, you'll never understand the Word of God. You'll never grow to the point you're supposed to grow to. 
You'll never re- you'll never grow to the perfecting process the Lord intends for you as his son or da- as son. Oh, I'm almost messed up. Anyway, that's a fact. You can't re- how will you reconcile the two verses? Oh, fools, if you call anybody fool, how do you re- you can't except it's that things have changed. Things are different during that period of time than they are in another period of time. If you can't get that, you're never going to get nothing. If you're too pumped up with pride and stubbornness, which is is of witchcraft and idolatry, then you ain't never going to get it. Better do some repenting. Think about that. Remember that as we continue on in these studies. Continue on, brother. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Wow. Can you imagine that? He spent all afternoon teaching them Bible out of Moses and out of the law and the prophets. And then, sitting there at the table, he break, he's asked, as he's sitting there breaking the bread and asking the blessing, poof, he disappears. And they realize what was going on. Can't you imagine that they didn't eat no bread? They cut the mustard back to tell the rest of them. And that's exactly what they do. Continue on, Brother Dave. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? While he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. Does your heart burn and within you when the script, when the Holy Spirit, when you're reading the word of God? Does your heart burn? Do, do you get excited about things in the book? Do you love it? Do you love him? You know, we asked Peter three times, not by chance. Peter, lovest thou me? Not only charity love, but phileo love. Both kinds of loves. Check me out if you don't believe me. Three times. Peter, lovest thou me? Peter, lovest thou me? Peter, lovest thou me? Brother Don harps on it all the time. All the time. You love him? Get to the point where you do. You can build a love. If you've lost the first love, you can get it back. Surely you're not going to bow the knee to the world and the flesh and say they've won over on you. But then again, maybe you never have. Then there needs to be some checking up. Continue on, Brother David. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were right, done in the qu- way. I got, I got a question there. What in the world is he talking about? Brother David, I'm asking you, I'm asking you, have y'all seen anywhere up here where he's appeared to Simon Peter? Specifically? Uh, no. no. Remember, Simon went to the to the grave, and and uh, he he when he heard the news, he ran down there, and 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 Jesus wasn't there. Remember, mm-hmm. we just read it. Well, what's he talking yes. about here? And what in the world could it possibly Simon? mean? I don't know. There were several guys, and they didn't name all of them, just Cleopas. That's very possible. It's very possible. That's it. But there's one other possibility as well. And it's in John's gospel, and he tells you that there's three times the Lord appeared unto the disciples. Three different times. Now, that, that either one of those 
can be true, either one of those two. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just asking. I don't know what the, the specific answer is to this. I just thought it was awful funny that after saying Simon didn't see it, Simon was, Peter was worrying about it, didn't see it, didn't see him, that maybe this is, maybe this is the Simon that was with Cliff. You reckon? Don't know. But no, why would he say that since the two are telling the story? Or unless it's yes. Cliff is telling the story and Simon's standing there with him. You see how confusing that can be? Yes. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up. Verse 35, brother. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. Now I can imagine were, that I can imagine that they're standing there in that room, you know, and they're listening to all this stuff going on, and some of them believing in and Thomas. Thomas he ain't but he ain't buying none of it. He said, Nope. I done been and studied all the books. Nope. I've studied Darwin. I done, I done read Voltaire and Thomas Paine. Ain't no way. Ain't no way you seen him. You're making it up. You seen a vision. Been smoking too much pot. I can see him. I, I can see old Thomas. Old Doubting Thomas. Remember him? Or have you read the scriptures enough to even remember him? The one that said he wouldn't believe it till he put his hands in the nail prints. Huh? Ah. But I could just imagine that. I'm old Thomas. Oh, Doubting Thomas. Boo, he said. <laughs> Here I am. They thought it was a ghost. Ah, yes. Peace be unto you. Verse 37, brother. But they were terrified, terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. <laughs> and he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. No blood involved, folks. I've brought you back to this so many times in the past to show you that it's flesh and blood that cannot enter the kingdom of God. Flesh and bone can. There's no blood here. He's saying, look at the nail prints. I wonder why Cleopas and whoever it was didn't notice those holes in his hands and in his side. Because he didn't show them to them. There's something, there's something about Hey, hey, and guess what? You're going to get a body that can do the very same thing. Just like Christ, with no blood, flesh and bone, supernatural flesh and bone, that can appear and disappear at will, that can travel a million times faster than the so-called speed of light, and change your appearance. Take heed lest you entertain angels unaware. Like Paul says in Philippians 3, he's going to change this vile body and fashion us like unto his glorious body. And in another place, it doth not appear what we shall be, in 1 John, but when we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Sorry, ladies. Sorry. No female angels. Oh, can't stand that, right? <laughs> we got one sister, she praises God. She's going to have to be just like Jesus Christ. And she knows the reasons why the Lord's doing this. It ought to be self-explanatory if you've read the Word of God. I'm not going to get off on that tonight. Just 33-year-old male body, sinless, perfected, 
that can do all these wonderful things, can eat and drink, undoubtedly don't have to worry about going to the bathroom. We don't know that. We just kind of, you know, nothing vile or unclean, period. So how do you know you can eat? Well, just hold on, hold, hold you. Horses will find out. Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 40. And when he had thus spoken, he shewed him his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb. That's, and some, he good, that, that's some good eating. Now, down there in Florida, over in Pensacola, where I lived for 25 years, over there in the area where Brother Kevin lives, we used to eat mullet all the time. We'd go out and catch fresh mullet, and then we, we'd fry mullet on the beach. I love fried fresh mullet, and we'd have honey to go with them, some, go with it sometimes. And I understood what he was talking about. That's some good eating. Might not even sound good to some of y'all. I might, I'm not talking about it. don't have to be mullet. I'm just telling you that's where I used honey with the fish. It's good stuff. The textures go together. It helps the, the taste bud. Try it sometime. Try it sometime. Verse 43, brother. And he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets. And in the Psalms, concerning me. All right, concerning me. Remember he said, the things concerning me have an end. Just wanted to remind you of that verse. Continue on, brother. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Bingo. There's the reason some people don't understand the Scriptures. And we'll never understand them. Remember, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. When I leave, I'll send you a comforter, the Holy Ghost. And when He comes, He'll lead and guide you into all truth. There's the one that does the teaching, folks. That you have to sit down at the class to, at the, at the at the desk, though, to the teacher to get it and listen to the teacher. The Holy Spirit will teach you if you listen to Him. Got to know who He is. Got to have experienced Him to know when He's speaking and when He's not. Because there's many spirits entered into this world. John tells you. False spirits. There's a bunch of different kinds of spirits, folks. The Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I call them by name. And they'll not answer to another shepherd. You think I'm making this stuff up or something? But if you lose fellowship with him, you'll forget how his voice sounds. Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. I'm just saying. Stuff that I'm saying to some of you folks, you ain't never heard it before. Ain't never heard nothing like that before. You better pay attention. Some of you downloaders better really pay attention. Continue on, Brother David. Verse 46. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's in red letters, isn't it, Brother David? Yes, it is. That's the plan, folks. Now, back when I mentioned that 
Christ opened their understanding. Hey, they've been. I mentioned. I think I was talking. Yeah, it was Brother Kevin. I was mentioning it too. Before the program started, we were talking on the telephone how the Lord, you know, it. Now, when I said what I said a while ago, folks, because you hadn't gotten something yet, don't mean you're not going to get it. Don't get me wrong. Okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the ones that don't understand squat. That look like look like a deer caught in the headlights every time you get into a spiritual su- subject. Okay? All they can get is... Oh, Miss Rudd, my skin's white and I hate the Jew. That's the ones I'm talking about. That's the ones I'm slamming the hammer on. Because there is no evidence that they can understand anything spiritual. Anybody can get what I just got through saying. By reading history books and paying close attention to the English Bible, you can get it. You don't even have to have the history books if you pay attention and understand the structure of proper English and subject and verb. You don't have to have the Greek. But that's where I'm slamming the hammer. Especially the allegory, see. That's the, that's the easy way out of explaining something with your opinion that you have no clue what the scriptures are talking about. Because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, for they're spiritually discerned. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, you're not going to discern Turn to real real quick, brother David. Turn to Second First Corinthians chapter two and go down there and read to where Paul starts the discourse about the uh, up above before he starts about the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God, but where it talks about the Holy Spirit does the teaching, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Okay, you know where I'm talking about. I think it starts around verse eight. It's First Corinthians chapter two, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yes which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord. Keep on reading. Okay. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him. Let me explain what he just said. I'm going to have to, probably to somebody. The natural man can receive anything natural, just what I got given illustration about a while ago. About Israelite, Jew, and white. Okay, anybody can get a hold of that. Anybody. I don't care what color they are. All right? They can get a hold of that if they're honest. What? But watch it. Go ahead, Brother David. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received... Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Bingo. Why don't they teach you, some of you folk downloaders, that, huh? You know what? You know why? Because they don't have a clue themselves. They'll try to tell you that that something material and physical is spiritual. And, And so many people buy that. And it's such a lie. I've watched them buy it. I've been parts of the conversation and listened to it. 
Continue on, Brother David. In First Corinthians two. Yeah, keep on because it's all, all of it's talking about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Verse fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Bingo. 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 Amen. Back back to Luke, brother. Okay. Folks, any time people, some of that bunch, some of you that hang out on Facebook like it's your, your second heart, okay? When there's some people try to jump at you with some of that junk, you've got the ammunition. You've got the sword. Now you know where it's located. How about using it? And don't kowtower to any of the crap that goes around on that godless thing. The only reason I'm there is to post scripture every day to try to be a blessing to somebody. Not to argue and bicker back and forth between a bunch of unregenerate idiots. And of course I say that with charity, them being my flesh and blood brethren. Continue on, brother. Yeah, I'm talking to somebody who's going to download this program. And I know that you've opened the Bible and you've read some things and you've gained some understanding. And that's all, well, that's good and that's a great start. But what you need to do when you before you open your Bible, you need to pray to the Lord Jesus Christ and pray that he open the Bible. And I Abs- don't mean literally. Yes, brother, absolutely. Page. Absolutely. Fantastic point. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead, brother. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No problem. Just But then anyway, just pray that he would open the Bible, that he would give you understanding as you read that Bible. And just keep doing what you're doing, only trust on him instead of just your own intellect to yes. understand the Word of God. That, that Folks, what you just heard... And I ain't trying to I ain't trying to polish nobody. I'm just telling you the truth. What you just heard straight from the Lord. Okay? He's a big W. When you open it's a little W. Doesn't it make common sense to you that Big W will open the little W if you pray to and ask him? That was what Brother David just told you was spot on, straight from the Spirit of God. I make no apologies for saying that. None whatsoever. I have found it to be true over 42 years. I was taught the very same thing as a babe in Christ. Back to Luke, brother. Yes. Verse 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. I'll make one comment and we'll continue on, on verse 47. Undoubtedly, Peter and James and John and them didn't get the message. <laughs> Even though the Lord opened their eyes, they still didn't get the message. They had their their hind ends parked in Jerusalem, and they wouldn't go in nowhere unless the Lord kicked them out. Check it out. Don't take my word for it. The Lord had to call somebody else out to do the majority of the work. That's the reason three-quarters of the New Testament's written by him. Oh, man. Continue on, brother. Verse 48. And ye are witnesses of these things. And, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Okay, that until. <laughs> yeah, until. Go ahead, brother. Did the Terry part real well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he led them out as far as to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and we're continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. And thus ends the Gospel of Luke. I wonder what they did with that big curtain that was ripped in half. That's what I know. I made mention of it the other night. Those people, that should have been the telltale sign. Hmm. 
that the, that the veil was rent in twain. That ought to have been the telltale sign that the old covenant was gone because that was one of the foundational things of the old covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have no... And, and it's still, still like Paul says in Second Corinthians, the veil is still over their eyes. Yeah. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. I wonder if they tried to repair it or <laughs> they, well, brother, they had they had to do something. <laughs> or did they set it up in a special room and kind of this is our special prayer veil? No telling. Uh, there there's no telling. I don't have any kind of insight on that. I it's probably something about it, maybe in Josephus. I'm not sure. I don't remember anything Josephus yeah. wrote about it. Don't remember anything. Is anybody got any questions in the chat room? Not so far. Okay. But this this Gospel of Luke, folks, I tell you what, Brother David, um, how long have we been on, Brother Kevin? 55 minutes. Okay. That's okay. You haven't got to turn anywhere, Brother. Um, just tomorrow night, folks, we will um, have open discussions, and um, Brother Kevin and Brother David is going to talk to us for a little while, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. After they get through talking, and if you got any questions, join us tomorrow night. If you got any specific little topics you want dealt with, we will we'll deal with them, Lord willing, and God giving us mercy and grace tomorrow night. Brother David, you want to add anything? Oh, I w- um, one more thing before you say anything, brother. This gospel here, folks, like I said, let me reiterate. The gospel of Luke's unique to the other gospels. Okay. Don't forget that. That's why you see words and phrases in here that are unique and not found in the other three Gospels. Because like I told you, this man, the author of this Gospel here, traveled with Apostle Paul, all of his, from from Acts chapter 14, 15, or so, I forget which one it is, 14, 15, all the way to the end of his life. Every special revelation that Paul got that was hidden before the from the foundation of the world, the mysteries he had firsthand knowledge of, and know how to incorporate it into this gospel. That's why it's unique from the other gospels. Now you you're going to say, well, what about John? John knew everything. We'll get to that when we go through the Gospel of John. John did know a lot of stuff. He had everything laid out before him. I mean, he he lived longer than any of them. He got to live to see the second coming of Christ. That's what God. That's what the Lord promised him. You know, what is it to thee if he tarries till I come? Is the way the way he says it. And then some went around, and it is even out there today. They believe that John's still alive, and it plainly tells you in the scriptures that it was a a fable that went out among people that he was supposed to never die, and that's not what the Lord was talking about. He was talking about the revelation, his revelation that he was going to give to John, where John would see everything to the very end. That's what he was speaking of. Okay, Brother David, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask everyone to pray for Kevin and myself that uh, the Lord would give us something good. Amen. And something good for them, too, from us, so that it would be a good time and a blessing. Amen, brother. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time we've had tonight together, Father. And I pray just what Brother David said. Be with Brother Kevin tomorrow night, Lord. Give him what you want him to say. May the Holy Spirit speak through him. And Brother David, the same thing, Lord. I know you will, Father. Trust that you will. Because I know your Holy Spirit dwells in both of them, Lord. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. I pray that you'd be with him. Be with Brother Steve. Lifts you, yes. Father, my friend, for 30 years, Lord. I pray that you'd be with him as he goes into surgery this coming Wednesday. Be with those surgeons like Brother David prayed earlier and let him have quick recovery time. And your will be done in that surgery, Father. And may he accept your will, whatever it is, Lord. And can I say amen to that? Be with Brother Steve Greenup, Father, and heal his body up. Give him, give him grace and mercy to be able to endure with a smile the things he has to go through, Father. I pray for him every day, and I pray that you give him a special dispensation, Father, of grace and mercy to to get through some of the physical pain.
that he has to go through, Father. Give him joy in his heart. Be with Sister Julie as she's working and, and taking care of Brother Steve. Just um, watch over him and take care of him, Father. I pray also for Brother Jason that you would help him to figure out what's causing all those headaches, Lord, and and um, find some doctor that's that's a Christian that the spirit that your spirit dwells in that can help him somewhere or another to where he can get back with us on a regular basis, Father. Now, Father, I pray for everyone in the chat room. They have special needs. They have special problems in their life. They have certain crosses they have to bear. They have certain messengers of Satan, their thorns in the flesh, certain besetting sins that plague them, Father. I pray that you'd send super mercy and grace to each and every one of them to help them get through those problems, Father. Brother Brian's problem with pain, Father, I pray that you would give him relief from that pain, Father, if it be your will that you would touch him with your hand, heal him miraculously, Father, if it's in your plan. Father, I pray for each one there, and every downloader. For if there's a downloader that downloads this program that does not know you as Lord and Savior, that you've never called, Father, I pray that you would call them. It's all in your hands. It's all for your pleasure anyway, Lord. Whatever you do, either direction you go, however many prayers you answer, the way we want them answered or the way you want them answered, Father. We'll give you the glory for it's all for your pleasure anyway. We ask all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the name that is above every name. We ask it in his name and for his sake alone. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay, Contact. folks. Um, uh, Lord willing, we will be back tomorrow night. Brother David. Contact info for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. The email address, joydon1953. That's joydon1953 at yahoo.com. Mailing address, 3155, that's 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clio, C-L-I-O, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, thank everyone of you folks for being there. Good job, Brother David, Brother Kevin, Lord willing. And health permitting. See you guys tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. God bless. Good night, brother. Bye.